The Bradfoe Show on WEEI. Boston's Sports Original. Let's go, Joe. All right. This is the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford. Live at Jeff Blue Park, Fort Myers, Mark Dodaro. Mark, I want to give Joe the floor because he's been doing such a good job. Well, thank you, Rob. To get anything off this chest he wants. I think this should be like a built-in segment for any show. Yeah. Joe knows. Here we go. Joe knows. Joe knows. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, not necessarily Joe with knows not, a necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily with Joe, but I'm talking about with any producer. I mean, this is like they work so hard. They know the show. They they they're the straws that serve the drink. But I feel like like you're doing a good job, Joe. So here you go. The floor is yours. What oh, do you want well, to get off your chest? Well, I think if we're going back to the whole Tatum conversation, I'm just curious to see like. What is the motive behind him, like, wanting to go for MVP? Because, like, I, I had a bunch of thoughts that I put out on Twitter right after the game of, like, okay, his idol's Kobe Bryant's the Kobe Bryant MVP. He'd want to go for that. Also, like, the Celtics might be trying to take over the league, like, trying to send a message or whatever. But I'm more curious because he played 35 minutes in that game. No one played, like, close to that. So, like, with the talk being, like, that he was just gassed, at the during the finals and like that led to his poor play like why would you want to go out and play 35 minutes in a meaningless game like if he doesn't win it might come and bite him in the butt so that that's just my thoughts on Tatum I like seeing him win MVP I like seeing Celtics represent the all-star but I'm just curious how it's going to affect him and the team once we get into postseason play. All right, Mark, your thoughts on Joe. Joe knows. What's going on? Joe doesn't know because the uh, <laughs> just because Jason Tatum went all out in the All-Star game, like he didn't get hurt, so that's good. Like if he had gotten hurt, we would be having a different conversation. I, you know, I don't think that's going to matter come June. Okay, now, what will matter come June, have you checked the amount of minutes he averages per game? Like that might matter come June, and the Celtics might want to reevaluate as we go down the stretch here. Um that could be a conversation that we certainly could have because especially when you talk about the trends Jason Tatum has put in place in the playoffs, down the stretch of that Miami series last year, and obviously in the finals, we don't know exactly what caused that malaise, but it could have been he just hit a wall. It could have been fatigue. It could have been an injury. We don't know what it was. Okay, but that is the narrative that is out there. So with the minutes that he's playing, I think that could become a concern. I like the fact, Joe, that he wants to be out there that he wants to go for awards, that he wants to play, he doesn't want time off. I mean, that's the attitude that I'm looking for. I think he and Brown were the only guys that were, like, legitimately playing last Look, night. I don't care if he wants to win MVP awards. Like, that's good. Like, no, you neither wanna, do I. Your trophy, like, guys get motivated by different stuff. That's fine. I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't think he's – I don't think his head is in the incorrect place. I just think that whatever, you know – when you come down to, when it comes down to it, you got to perform in June. That's what it comes down to, and that's a bigger conversation that we can get into. But he better be prepared to do that, or else none of the other stuff will matter. All Star Game MVPs, regular season MVPs will not matter if he disappears again in an NBA Finals. All right, so you guys got the conversation going six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven if you want to weigh in. And, and as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about Jason Tatum. And as I said before the break, you know, one of the things that we talked about how this guy is no question about it. He is the face of Boston sports. He is the star in town. After him, there's kind of a drop off, right? I mean, you have some of the Bruins, sure, that's fine. Uh, nobody on the Patriots. I'm sorry, Mac Jones. Rafael Devers, I'm sorry, no, not yet. 
Jason Tatum in the last couple of years has entered into the top five of the NBA conversation. And because of that and making the finals, he gets that mantle. He gets the opportunity to say he is the face of Boston sports. Let me ask you guys this. Do you think that Jason Tatum in this town is appreciated for the guy that he is? Now I say that, like understand that this was the first pick in the, in the all-star draft. This is the guy who won the NBA uh, MV, uh, All-Star Game MVP. This is the guy who everyone now is saying he's definitely in the top five in the NBA. But in Boston, do we appreciate Because you know how this works. You go through a bad run. You have one of these games where you're shooting poorly and you take a lot of shots and you lose. Or you have a finals like the Tatum did last year. Is he appreciated like he should be? Is that a question to like... Am I appreciating him or in town in no, general? No, in town. In town. Because think about this, Mark. When after the finals last year and he was banged up. Yeah. You know, as, as good as as good as his Q rating was heading into that finals, it wasn't that great coming out of it. Yeah. And and you know, but obviously that's so short sighted because you aren't even in that position if it wasn't for him. But you know, so as we sit here. Do we appreciate? Because obviously, when Larry Bird is cruising through things, yeah, nobody's. Oh, is Larry Bird underappreciated? Are you kidding me? Holy crap! No, you know. But it's Jason Tatum, who, by the way, I'm trying to think, might be the best player, a Celtics player since Larry Bird. Am I wrong? He's the first All Star MVP since Larry Bird. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Scott Cooper made the All Star game. Ah, uh, yes, so. he probably is. I don't think Paul Pierce ever made a first team All NBA. Is is so Jason? So we can say Jason Tatum is a better player than Paul Pierce. Yes. Yes. Oh. oh, ooh, oh yes, he is. You guys are very now. Now hold on. We got to now. Pierce won a championship. Was Finals MVP. Made a lot of big shots on the way to that. So the the script hasn't been fully written, obviously. But in terms of just sheer talent and game, uh, if Tatum delivers the championship, oh yeah, he'll be he'll be viewed as a better overall player. Then Paul Pierce, he has the accolades. He'll have, you know, a bigger resume than Paul Pierce. Yes. You know, it, it was interesting. Up until he made the finals, I was saying this last year, you could compare the the conversation with the Pierce and Tatum because, because Pierce, it took a while. I mean, he was a great player, a great scorer, but he was looking for that last for, sort of justification. And also, you know, this is another part about this, is the, the how he's perceived as the quote-unquote captain. I know that Celtics don't name captains, but the quote-unquote leader. And with Tatum, this is another question I don't know if I have an answer to. Like, is he a leader? Is he a leader on this team? Like, who is the leader of the Celtics right now? Marcus Smart. And Al Horford. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, so that's kind of crazy, but right? Al Horford is more... Marcus Smart is the leader of the team. Al Horford uh, can display leadership. I don't think he's the leader of the team. I think he is too passive to be the leader of the team, and I don't think he's good enough to be the leader of the team in terms of his play. But so you bring you say good enough, Mark, and this is the this is the mistake I think a lot of teams make when defining captains, and it's the mistake the Celtics made when they made Paul Pierce a captain so early in his career. He was not a captain. He was he was not equipped to be a captain. Yep. He was along with Antoine Walker, one of the two best players. Yep. So when we talk about Tatum. Like, let's not make this mistake. I think you guys pointed it out. Whether you want to identify Horford or not, I think that it's still, like, I don't... I think we might have lost, we lost Bravo. This is the problem with Tatum, okay? And if he's talking about Paul Pierce, here's where we're going. 
Tatum is a leader. Okay, I have no. He's a leader. I'm comfortable with his leadership. I'm comfortable with how he commands the locker room and the way he sort of. I don't want to say runs the team because that's obviously inaccurate, but the way that he handles himself amongst his teammates and how people look towards him and what he says at the podium and the personality that he has, even though some people criticize him for being a little bit too um, either soft-spoken or lacking a little fire, whatever you want to say. I do think Jason Tatum's a grown-up. I think his head's in the right place. I think he's a leader. Okay, What Paul Pierce had, though, was he was more of the killer. And you can laugh at that. We can call that a cliche or whatever you want to say. Okay? But that matters when it comes down to the playoffs and the the big moments and when you're going up against some of the ultimate dogs within the league, the LeBron James. Paul Pierce, as you remember, he never was afraid of LeBron James. He was never in awe of LeBron James. He wasn't a fan of LeBron, you know, of any of those guys. Even the guys above him, older than him. He was never a fan of those in awe of any of those players or their talent. He went out there to do him and to execute, and he was focused, and he was never trying to fanboy anybody. I feel like Jason Tatum, throughout his early career, has had to develop a little bit of that that Paul Pierce didn't have to develop. He came into the league with that. You know, he came into the league, and I understand that by the time he was playing LeBron, Pierce was older than LeBron. Okay, but Pierce, I never felt like was intimidated by any of these guys. He never felt like he had to be in awe of any of these guys or was like a fan out there on the court alongside some of the guys he had looked up to. I never got that. He tried to prove himself from the second Shaq called him the truth, that 2001 game out in L.A. You know, he wasn't out there fanboying Kobe and Shaq. He was out there balling, okay? And I think that little mentality there, I know it's cliche, but I don't care. That killer instinct, I think, is the difference between Paul Pierce right now or early in his career, and Jason Tatum right now early in his career. Now, Tatum's going to get there. Tatum will get there. It's when, not if. But if it doesn't happen this year, you never know year to year what happens. And they lose, you know, Al Horford leaves or whatever. They don't resign this guy or this guy next year. We get hurt. And then, you know, Jalen Brown does that. You just don't know year to year what's going to happen. And he's still so young, too. I think, like, he's been in the league for so long that we forget that, like, he's still, what, 26 or whatever, 25. Oh, yeah, so he's so like, young. And there's still plenty of time, look, and I know Joe, everyone gets annoyed. Of, he, he's like, shown, stop using his age as an excuse. No, he's shown enough. He has sold me. I'm sold. He's going to get there. The problem or the question is when, and I still, I, this is the theme, and I could say when Rob, if he comes back or whatever, this is the theme of this team that I guess, I don't want to say worries me, but is out there that I wish wasn't as out there. For as good as they are, for as deep as they are, when it comes down to late in a game against a good team when it's close, last three minutes within a bucket, single-digit game, last five minutes, last minute of a game, going back and forth, I still at this point do not have the level of confidence that the Celtics are going to find a way to win it that I should have, given how talented they are, how good they are, how deep they are. Yeah, they've done it a few times, but you're still not like I'm, over that. Ha- I'm still not over it. I still see them and think of them losing twice in overtime to Cleveland. I still think of them losing you know, games in overtime to the Miami Heat. They've won some games, but they still there's just something about it when it comes down to the end of the game, Tatum doesn't feel like he's at his best. And wait, I know they're deep and loaded, but Derek White taking a shot in the third quarter with the Celtics up six is different than Derek, Derek White taking a shot in the fourth quarter with 48 seconds to go with the Celtics down one. 
You know, I need my best player, my best scorer to be at his best in those moments. Jason Tatum has done it, but isn't as consistent in those moments than I would like to have seen. So I'm still waiting for that, and I think that is still a question that he needs to answer. And I still think, to just make this take it to one more uh, level here, it's going to come down to the Celtics star, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, as good and as deep as they are, will still be the difference to them winning and losing a championship. It will come down to the play of Jason Tatum. As deep as they are this year, if he does exactly what he does or did in the finals last year, I don't think the Celtics are able to win the championship. I think they will find a way to stub their toe again. It's the star that matters. Well, I'm sure Rob has the same sentiments. He's back now. Can you you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, man, sorry about that. No, you're good. So I was just saying, I was just saying, Bradfo, that Tatum, I think, is still going to be the key to this team winning it. And and just to go back to the face of the, the Boston sports, he is. That's absolutely the case. But he could take it to an even bigger, oh, no higher question. level, and that's what we're all waiting to see. No question. I mean, I think that this is the important part of it. That next stop, that next layer, the championship layer of this. I am I am interested in sort of what before uh, before Sam Kennedy ran in and disconnected my, my connection I here. I knew he would do that. Yeah, that uh, a, <laughs> sabotage. Yeah. I appreciate him coming in. Uh, but I... I am interested in sort of like the leadership thing because I hadn't really even thought about that because we just see Tatum so much, right? He, he, like we all like he's the face of Boston sports. He's the and face he's of so the quiet too. But that's my point, Joe. Is that usually even at this semi young age, you ultimately become the leader. But I don't think it, which is fine because this this that can work with this team anyway. I want to continue all this conversation, but we have to trend so. Mark Dundaro, back in Brighton. I obviously have fi- figured things out. There's a lot of things going on down here, Mark, with the hurricane. No, I understand. They're, they're fixing things. Yep. Signs are blown off hinges or whatever. And uh, evidently it has impacted the radio world as well. But we're back. We persevered. So Joe Braverman behind the glass. And Joe is going to trend. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. The Bruins have now won four straight games after knocking off the Senators earlier this afternoon, 3-1. to one. David Pasternak with two goals, while Jake DeBrus scored once again his second straight game since returning from injury. Charlie McAvoy with a three-point afternoon. The Bees will now head out on a four-game road trip starting this Thursday in Seattle against the Kraken. Puck drop is a late one. It'll be at 10 p.m. It was a great all-star game last night for the Celtics as Team Giannis, coached by Joe Mazzulla and the coaching staff, knocked off Team LeBron 184-175. Jason Tatum, your all-star MVP with a record 55 points, including a record 27 in the third quarter. Tatum now joins Larry Bird back in 1982 as the only Celtics to win all-star MVP. Jalen Brown also with 35 points and 14 rebounds for Team LeBron. The Celtics will return to action on Thursday in Indiana, taking on the Pacers. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. Other NBA news, Russell Westbrook intends to be bought out by the Utah Jazz and will sign with the L.A. Clippers. This is according to his agent, Jeff Schwartz. And while the Red Sox continue to work in spring training, owner John Henry spoke to Jen McCaffrey of The Athletic and said there is, quote, false narrative surrounding the Sox and that reports of him getting booed at the Winter Classic are also false. Spring training games will get underway for the Sox this weekend. They start Saturday against the Atlanta Braves. 
Sure, hunger suppressants, fasting, or a cleanse can help you lose weight quickly. But is it sustainable? You know the answer. All you have to do is make the call at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right let's go home stretch all the way to six o'clock then we're gonna have some national thing hey joe what's going on we're going to cbs CBS, CBS. It's a great sports conversation, whatever it is. But uh, it all pales into comparison to the, what is probably the best President's Day radio show in the history of radio. Definitely is. I mean, I feel like it. Definitely is. It's in the conversation. So uh, we, we didn't get your top three presidents, Darrow. Yeah, I could throw them out there. It'd probably be like Abe Lincoln, FDR. Hmm. No wild Washington. No. I mean, we, I we that's faster recollection than Kyrie. Go with chalk. That's faster recollection than Kyrie. I want. I want to throw it. We we're talking about Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt in the social media era would have been insane. Would have been would insane. Have been. He had the quote. Obviously, everybody's this, this quote has been. It's exploded now in the twenty first century or whatever. The uh, man in the arena thing. Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Tom Brady. And now everybody's using it. LeBron. Everybody loves it. Oh well, there you go. So. Uh, hey, it's it's who is who is also this is a good presidential talk before we get back to the Tatum stuff. Uh, who is the best president actor? In other words, who 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 portrays a president the best in the world of Hollywood? Ooh, that's a great question. There's so many of them. Yeah, um, I'll tell I you. Gotta Google. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, Google I gotta. I gotta forget presidents. his name. Um, what was the guy's name? Dennis Haysbert. David oh, Palmer. Oh, 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 David oh, from, Palmer in 24. 24? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was excellent. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that guy. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. Okay. Um how about, or how about uh I mean uh Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford was good. Harrison Ford was good in that. It was Paul Giamatti. He did John Adams. Yeah, I guess. Don't remember that one. I'm I'll just naming him. I, like. I literally Googled it. Who was uh, Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman in Independence Day. He gave the speech. Yeah. I don't feel like he would win president. I he, I don't think he would ever win an election, though. I don't buy that. 
No. Philippe Bill Pullman. No. Um, oh, no. Is he still with us? I don't know. But uh, Kiefer Sutherland was the president in uh, Designated Survivor. It was a ooh. bad show. I didn't like. I didn't mind that show. How about uh, How about Julie Louise Dreyfus in Veep? Missed that one. Oh, uh, you didn't see I, Joe? Are you Veep? Didn't see. Veep. I haven't seen it either. Oh come on! What am I doing? What's that? No, right. I gotta change. I gotta change the conversation. But I know what you mean. I know. I know Thank what the show's you. about. Thank you. Well, there you go. We're celebrating. I remember my biggest presidential faux pas was when I tried to buy my son tickets to Hamilton. Okay. And so I'm like, it had to be like a, a promise that I'm going to get you tickets. So what did I do for the Christmas present? I gave him a book of uh, a book about all the presidents. Uh, forgetting that Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton was never a president. No. So, yeah, yeah that was a problem. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we have good intentions. Anyway, anyway, 617-779-7937. Tatum. So let's get back to Tatum. I think Tatum is is a fascinating, fascinating guy because of all the things that you said about the, you know, the, the, how we perceive him, what he's doing, like I think when you talk about a guy who's winning, going for the MVP, going for all those points, I think another part of this that is an interesting conversation is that we shouldn't discount just in this world of athletes, they just want to be liked among their peers. They want to be respected among their peers, and that, that comes in a lot of different ways. That comes in being picked first in the All-Star game. That comes with contracts. That comes with a lot of things, but that's a big deal these guys. Yeah, especially I feel like in the NBA where in, during yesteryear, it wasn't as big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there were more grudges that were out there and the guys weren't trying to be the friends that they are now. And I get that the times have changed and you can text, you know, I, like uh, Charles Barkley wasn't texting Michael Jordan back in 1992. You know what I mean? So it was harder right. for those guys to be as close and stay as close and whatever, podcasts. Um, listen, in terms of the leadership with Jason Tatum, it comes down to this. I think he is a leader and I am not uncomfortable with his leadership. Is he loud? Is he, you know, does he have that demeanor at the podium? Maybe not like Joe was saying, he's like kind of quiet, but like to me, what is leadership? Like wanting to always be out there playing through the hurt, the, the bum left wrist that he has. That's leadership to me, you know, always being willing to take that final shot. That's leadership to me. When he does get up there, he might not have a lot of energy, but he says the right things at the podium. Like that's leadership to me. When they help, you know, I don't. We're not in the locker room every day, but they went from Brad Stevens to Ime Udoka to Joe Mazzula. That has been a pretty seamless transition during all three coaches stops there. Why is that? Because the players have allowed for that. To be seamless, they've done their part. They've helped out the new coach. They've listened. They've taken the coaching. That starts with the best player. That's Jason Tatum. If he's not taking the coaching or if he's not in on the coach, it's going to trickle down to everybody else. So I like Tatum's leadership. The co- Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, you, you're, as you're talking, it made me think. Not only is it is it bizarre that it's good, you know, like leadership comes in a lot of different ways, and it's okay. You know, you don't have to be the leader, but as long as, to your point, as long as you're leading in your own way, the right way. But how crazy is it that not only isn't Tatum like the biggest leader, the quote unquote captain, but the other guy, the other star on the team, isn't either? Like Jalen Brown isn't either. Like I would ask you guys. Who is more of the guy? Who is more of the leader? I thought that Jalen Brown was going that way um, before I think that he was sort of stung a little bit 
by some uh, some other things that made him maybe like go into his shell a little bit in terms of that respect. But like, who is the bigger leader on this team, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? To me, it's Tatum. I think they're both right there. I think they both do a good job understanding their roles. I think Tatum is clearly the better player, but Brown is okay with that, and Brown knows that Tatum is going to need his help if they want to get to where they're going to get to. Um, I, so I would say, yes, Brown, he's a leader in a lot of ways in, in the community. He's he's a leader. But that's what I meant. Um, he was going yeah. that way, right? Yeah. He was trending that way where we thought, when we were talking about the face of Boston sports, there was a while where I thought Jalen Brown was going to be that guy. You you come in from like what he did socially, out in the community, like some of the, the how he initially responded to the Kyrie Irving thing, you know, when he was when Kyrie popped off in the playoffs, tried to use the whole thing, the Boston, uh, you know, how Boston was as sort of leverage in the playoffs, and Jalen Brown sort of said, "Hey, you know what? This isn't the time for that conversation." Like, I, I thought he was trending in that way, but as we sit here, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think Tatum is as much, if not more. Uh, I yeah, he might. He's not KG, but. He is good enough as a leader when you factor in he's alongside Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Al Horford and the coaches that they've had. Ime Udoka, who proved not to be a leader because of what happened, and they got rid of him, and now Joe Mazzulla, who does look like a quality leader. There are grown-ups in that locker room. That's why I think that part of it is not the concern. If you want a concern, I think you were talking about Paul Pierce a little. We were talking about Paul Pierce. Pierce had something within that I don't know if Tatum has fully tapped into yet, and that is that, you know, that killerness, that that dog, that I'm not going to care who I'm up there, out there against. I'm the best player. I'm the guy that's going to take the last shot. I want the ball. I'm going to succeed. Almost like too cocky for his own good, which in basketball helps. And I think Pierce was more ready for those late-in-game moments than Jason Tatum has been early in his career. He'll get there. But he's not quite there yet. And I think Pierce was a little bit more that killer that we want Tatum to be. And that proved to be huge, obviously, when they went into the playoffs with the other guys. The, remember the, remember the image of, of Pierce squaring up? I think it was with Steven Jackson, maybe. No, it was um, oh, who was it? Al Wait. Harrington. Al Harrington. Is that who great was? call. Yeah. yeah, great call. Yes. Oh, and he was like mouthing off mouthing while he was tripping. That's the guy that yeah. I don't know if Tatum deep down is. And that's okay. But that's the guy that came out against LeBron in 2008. That came out against Kobe. He wasn't in awe of anybody else. He was the best. He thought he was the best and went out there and did it. I think Tatum needs a little bit more of that, and we'll see when it comes. I think it's coming. Just in- We haven't seen that in full yet. What's interesting is, and, and we've had this conversation before about captains. So Brad Stevens is is on record is saying he doesn't believe in captains he did all this research he looked into it and he said i rather have all voices in all corners of the of the locker room and i the last captain the celtics had was rajon rondo believe it or not oh. and i i believe that was brad stevens first year and it was almost because you know they were trying to make nice with rajon and then since then they haven't had any captains. And I get what Brad Stevens is saying. I do think it backfired big time when Kyrie Irving was on the team. Because when you're saying everybody has a voice, well, when somebody takes over the locker room with their voice and that voice is insane, then 
it's not worth it. Correct? Yeah, it's like, like it's not an official title, like a de facto. Well, right, and also, like, you need the captain, the guy to say, reel it in, say, hey, you can talk, but don't be saying crazy stuff and don't take half of this half of this locker room away where they shouldn't be. Like, we have to be together. I remember that. Remember back in the uh, in the bubble where you had Marcus Smart getting into it? What, who would he get into it? Was it Jalen? Who, remember behind the scenes, uh, Gary yeah, Washburn got it. They were yelling in the locker room. Right, yeah, I think right. it was Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. So it was like this. When you don't have the guy, the alpha, who is going to reel everything in, I think it's important. Now, I don't think in baseball, baseball cap- captains are the biggest joke of all time. Like, it, it just is because oh, you have. Man. Get the C off of your jersey, oh, Jason Veritek. Well, yeah, Come on. it's not his. I mean, like, no, I it, know, but that looks it, ridiculous. He was, he was uh, and this is why I know that they named Aaron Judge Captain. It's a joke because the way the baseball clubhouses are set up is that you have these segmented parts of the team. And in other words, the starting pitchers aren't going to be led by the outfielders. <laughs> and, 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 and so. You have to have multiple captains in multiple corners, and there's also this. There, a lot of the bilingual thing comes into effect. Sure, like so, you have to have a lot of different people. That is a joke. With football, I don't know. I think it's the same sort of thing where the Patriots way, right, guys? I mean, the Patriots way was. We have Willie McGinnis and Teddy Bruschi and Vrabel. These guys are to get everybody in line. It wasn't just one guy, right? So as long, my point is it. As long as you have the core group of guys who are making sure everyone's going in the right direction, and with the Celtics, I don't think necessarily Tatum is even that core group of guys. I think it's Smart. I think it's Horford. I think it might even be Brogdon. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, I'm going to spin and I it like a little you personally. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just spin it a little differently. I think part of the like the leadership is there. Okay, but then it becomes what type of – because the best player, no matter whether it's football, I mean, I guess more in football, basketball, you could say baseball, I too, uh, too I guess, but the best player usually creates the culture. Okay, and I'm going to give you an example. The Kansas City Chiefs, now I know Mahomes is all-world excellent, but they always play, it seems like, with a belief that no matter what they do on defense or – in another aspect of the game, that the guy they have playing quarterback is always going to find a way to put them in position to win and maybe probably win, okay? I don't know if the culture that Jason Tatum is creating or has created to this point gives his Celtics teammates that belief. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they truly deep down Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, whomever, Marcus Smart, if they believe that, hey, we're going to play our game, and if we get to the end, Jason will take care of it. Jason will take over. He's our guy. He's our number one alpha dog. I don't know if that belief is there because when it is there, that frees you up to play really well. You know that, hey, even if I screw it up, we got Jason. You know, we got Mahomes. They don't. Like, I don't know if that culture has been created within the Celtics yet from Tatum, and that is why I have – that would be my one concern – Heading into the playoffs. They're the best team in the NBA. They've got the best roster, most talent, deepest, great coach, everything. Experience. That is my one concern. Has Tatum created that culture of belief within his teammates that at the end of the game, this top guy that they have is good enough to take it from, you know, take it away. You take us to the promised land, Jason Tatum. I don't know if that belief exists quite yet. It's a great point because there's an obvious an obvious example of the team that has that, 
and that's the team that beat the Celtics last year. Like, they knew Steph Curry that's was right. going to get the job done. That's right. Like, you know it. You know it. And everyone else, and you know what? Then everyone else is going to support. You go, okay, you know, you go to, uh, you go to, um, uh, oh, jeez. Who, who was uh, the, uh, the shooter on the Warriors? Oh, Clay Thompson. Thompson. Clay Thompson. <laughs> Let's say Kyrie Thompson. Uh, <laughs> He's probably uh, a great shooter. I, I, he is Kyrie Irving Thompson. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, but Clay Thompson. Like so, you know, you have those other guys. But at the heart of it, and Draymond Green, you know, at the heart of it, that Steph Curry was going to get the job done. And lo and behold, there he did. I I totally agree with you. Another part of this whole leadership thing is that you have to you have to be able to perform at some level. So in other words, I remember like some Red Sox guys, like they were in their thirties, they were supposed to be leaders, but they were having bad years. I remember having this conversation with Mike Napoli. Mike Napoli in 2014 was supposed to be like a foundation leader guy, but he was stinking. And so he's like, well, it's hard for me to tell guys to do this or do that. If I'm, I'm not, and, and, and that's a very real thing. So if Al Horford or Marcus Smart, aren't good, that it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work in terms of their th- – that's a whole nother thing. That's exactly right. And, I, listen, I lo- nobody's a bigger Matthew Slater fan than me. If I'm going to get my kid a jersey from the Patriots, it's probably Matt Slater's. But you can't go all over the moon that he's coming back this year because he brings all this leadership. It helps. It sure helps having him there. But Matt Slater's a special teamer. You know what I mean? That only goes so far, to your point. So, you know, it, it, it's – the, the culture thing is real, and just the belief that the team has in its best player is real, and that's what I'm not sure about yet with the Celtics. That's the so, question. So do you think the Celtics win it all? As we hit the, the, the other side of the, of the all-star break, let's just get the brass tacks. Yes. Do you think the Celtics win it yes, all? Yes, I year? do. Because I can't imagine Derek White is going to be on a team that doesn't win at all. He seems like the most elite role player you could ever find. (laughs) I cannot believe. I just can't envision the Celtics employing Derek White and not winning a championship. That's bizarre. Things that you did not think you would say a year ago. I think think they've learned from what they went through last year. I do think, like I said, I believe Jason Tatum is going to figure it out at some point. Like he did in game in uh, the series with the Bucs last year in game six. That's everything you want him to be. But then in the Heat series, and then obviously in the Warrior series, it was a different level. And I can't have that this year. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you think if Jason Tatum does exactly what he do, uh, did last year in the finals, the Celtics win the championship this year with the team they have this year? Yes, I, I think that, yes. Because, first of all, Brogdon is a, is a difference maker. There's no question about it. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, I think that they're just a better overall team than they were last year. I felt like they were just a guy short last year. That's See, I it. Don't, nope, I don't think they do. I think if Tatum does that again... So he has they, to be better. Yes, I st- as good as they are, as deep as they are, it still comes down to the superstar in those moments going up against the other superstar and the other good team. If Tatum does what he did last year in the finals, they will lose again, I believe that. But it, I also think he'll be better. Well, it's also crazy, you know, you look at that finals, like how close they were and how quickly that turned. And a big part of that was Tatum. And, and, and this, this, this also factored this part about it. As good a run as Ime Adoka had leading into the finals, he was owned by Steve Kerr in the finals. He was. He was, he he was. was owned. And, and, and they, let's, they, not, let's not act like he blew out, uh, blew Eric Spolstra out of the water either. 
No, but, you know, I, I think he did okay against him. Brad Stevens couldn't co- coach against Spolstra. No. Brad Stevens against Boonholzer and Spolstra was like he always got outcoached. I'll give him a Doka that. But when it came to, a, like, having to, you went through the first couple games, and it was almost like Steve Kerr was rope-a-doping him. He's like, okay, I'm going to see what you have. I'm going to feel you out. Then, boom, here's the adjustment. Good luck. And he didn't do it. Now, that's where, when we, so when we talk about Joe Missoula, that's what we have to factor in. As good as we look at this season so far and all the positive with Joe Missoula, we just simply do not know correct. until you get in that spot. That's correct. Especially when you're going up against another coach game after game after game after game in a four, six, seven game series. You know what I mean? That's where the coaching really can get exposed and we find out some things in those spots specifically. All right, we got one more segment to go. This is Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Mark Dondero. Joe Braverman behind the glass. I'm at JetBlue Park here in Fort Myers. It's still beautiful. I could work on my short game here, Mark. I tell you what. I'm jealous, man. Maybe, 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 how many maybe courses jealous. are right there within the stone store? I'm going to tell you. When I come back from the break, I'm going to tell you the last time I played golf at spring training. It was a wild ride. Uh, so uh, we're going to get to that. We have one more segment to go. It's been a great President's Day sh- show. Appreciate everyone who's come on. Hi, I'm Bloom. Sam Kennedy, go check out those interviews at the Odyssey app or WEI.com. It's been a great day. We're going to finish it off. We're going to punctuate it in style right after this. Let's go! Attaboy, Joe. Let's go. We're springboarding into the last segment here. I'm Rob Bradford, Bradford Show. I'm at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers. Mark Dendero on location. At the studio, the Brad Show Studios in Brighton. Correct. The palatial Brad Show Studios in Brighton. And people buzzing about President's Day there, celebrating the great holiday. Oh my gosh, it's over the moon celebrating. There's like streamers and balloons all down the halls. It is, it is wild that we have on the team president of the Boston Red Sox, the team uh, chief baseball officer, only on President's Day. Only on, this is the only time both of them have appeared on the station at the same time as on President's Day. Wow, it's destiny. We're yep. gonna remember this day forever. Yep. Uh, speaking of remember the day forever, so I said before. So I'm down in spring training. Have you ever been in spring training, Mark? No. I wish. Do you, you want to go? There. You want to go? I'd love to go there someday. We'll, uh, we'll send the Bradford Show plane right to yeah. get you. Yeah. Um, have you ever been on a private plane? No. Once you do, all you can think about is how you can get on a private plane the rest of your life. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's been in the cards for. I, I, I think it's it's coming. Yeah. I think this is a year you get on a private plane. All right. Anyway, Let's go. Uh, willingly or not, congratulations. Yeah. Um, but so this these days, no one wants to hear it. But these days are long days, and so you, there's not a lot of time for golf. Although tomorrow there's no uh, access because it's pitcher day. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, pitcher day. Uh, But the last time I played golf at spring training, this is how long ago. You know what player? It was with a player. Who was it? Josh Beckett. What? Yes. Okay. What year are we talking? 2008? You know what? I think it was even before that. Wow. It was because you know who I was with? You don't even remember this guy. I remember this guy. Casey Gabbard. I oh, remember Casey Gabbard. I remember him. Hell yeah. Um, let me ask, how does that get set up? A, a round of golf with a couple players at spring training. Do you put that together? 
Uh, no, I don't put. I was, I was, I was always friendly with Beckett, and Beckett asked if I wanted to play. Okay, and so you know, he lived on this place, a Renaissance, which is a nice course. I'm like, okay, actually, I played with him another time. Me, him, John Lester, and Mike Reinhold, a trainer, uh, at Firestone in Cleveland, outside okay. Cleveland. So, uh, so anyway, I played with him. He just said, hey, "You want to play?" I'm like, "Sure." You know, I don't. F- f- sure, I. And so, uh, so I played, and um, I remember his. The, the thing I took away was he had a saying that if you if you had guts, if you either had guts or you didn't. In other words, this was ma- about obviously making putts. Okay. And he said, if you had the sputinator, and that was what the, the muscle that connected the heart and the you-know-what. So I'm like, so, you know, there you go, sputinator. So there you noted. go. Noted. Yeah, noted. Noted. Uh, but obviously, good go- all these guys are good. Go- I'm terrible. But- What's his handicap? I don't know. Me? I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, he, I don't know. He was really, they, they all get up there and they whack the crap out of the ball. Did he play with tampons in his pocket? What? Oh, like, uh, like Tiger did yeah. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What's your take on that? I mean, we haven't even touched, uh, we've gone three, almost four hours. I mean, we don't, I mean, I, if you, you if you're, I one. mean, if you're, no, if you're offended by that, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I just like, I would hope my daughter's not offended by something like that. I mean, I wouldn't have advised him to do that, but it was a joke. And it is, you know, it wasn't a, he was a childish, immature joke, but I thought it was a joke that didn't really so harm we had, anyone. We had talked about, we had talked about the Netflix series. What was it called? What's it called? I can't remember. Full Swing. Full Swing. So it's good because it, it really like gets you inside in terms of getting to know some of these golfers that you might not know. Obviously, we know Roy or McElroy. We know some of the Tiger Woods. We know some of these guys, but some of these other guys you might not know. But it's interesting because I had heard about Max Homa um, actually when I was doing this book with Joe Kelly because Joe's tight with him. And it's like, you know, he's, he's a bar stool guy. He's out there more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like there's more of those guys, right? I mean, am I wrong that Max Homa was sort of the outlier and now there's more of these guys that are maybe more accepting of getting themselves out there, understanding that it's not just the waste management tour that's, that you can be wild at? Yeah, I don't really know what you're asking. Yeah, but the field's much more wide no, open no, than No, no, I'm just saying that are these guys open? Like, Max Homa shows his personalities on social media, right? Yeah. So are these guys, do you get the sense in the last year, this is a conversation we have in baseball all the time, like, I had one with Tristan Cassis today because he's painting his nails and hey, you're, hey, you're free to show yourself. Yeah, it's much more accepting. Is it accepted in the golfers? Well, it should be because of how competitive it is out there for content. Whatever you can do to enhance your sport or the brand, personal brand or whatever, I would think that it would be a good idea. So these guys, they should get out there. They should show their personality. I think the fans like that. You know, I think the fans enjoy seeing. What they're like, and that's why people like Barstool, because it's like just the fan. You know, they can talk like the fans talk. So, yeah, these guys should do that and show who's their Who's your guy? Who's your favorite guy? What guy? Golfer? Yeah, golfer. Yeah, not just um, yeah, golfer. Your favorite human yeah. on the planet. <laughs> your favorite <laughs> like, human. My father? Like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Rory. I've always pulled for Rory. Um, I think he's the most talented guy. If his game is in order, I think he's the closest thing that there is to Tiger Woods. Um you know, I, I don't really know. I never really had a favorite golfer, you know? So that's you know who my favorite boring. golfer is? Who is it? Mark Dundaro. Thank you. So there you go. All right. Not skilled enough, but I don't know. I like Did to you play. have to be skilled? You he know, never said professional. Okay. I, I like I like your passion I like John and your Daly. intelligence. John Daly. Oh, 
My favorite. Oh, John Daly. Well, who doesn't like John yeah. Daly? I like your passion, intelligence, which you showed in in the Heimblum interview. Well, thank excellent you. job. Thanks for having me, Brad. And, and the whole whole couple hours. All right, Joe Braverman, excellent job. You have fun on oh, President's Day. Of course. Was this the best President's Day ever? Oh, by far. By far. Okay. Hey, listen. I appreciate everybody. Sam Kennedy, Heimblum, Kyrie Thompson, Mark Dendero, Joe Braverman, everybody. It's been it's been a memorable President's Day. I hope everyone has a great, great day and storms in the weekend. Hopefully this can be a great launching pad to a great week. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Check out the Greg Hill Show tomorrow morning. I'm sure it's going to be wild. We'll see you later. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.